You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Spring training has begun, and for a couple of teams, that means that they get to play in a brand new facility. That includes the Houston Astros, who are now sharing a place with the Washington Nationals in West Palm. Let's talk to Brian McTaggart about that. I'm Allison Furr. Tags, uh, yeah, let's start with a new facility, actually, since I brought it up. So what? Uh, tell me about it. I mean, it looks so shiny and bright in that logo when you first come in is just gigantic um so just your first impressions of the new of the new place yeah it's uh yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely nice i mean uh it's still very much uh, under construction i mean you're out there and you hear the popping of catcher mitts and hammers and saws and, and hmm. uh, construction workers are, are mingling with uh you know in between players and people carrying ladders and hard hats so there's equipment all over the place so yeah i mean it's still under construction um but uh, the parts we've seen and the parts that are close to being finished are, are really nice. Um, and the Astros should be very proud of it. I mean, we got a tour on Monday, and uh, the weight room is, is unbelievable. It's huge. It has a, uh, a cardio deck. The clubhouse is about the size of the Minute Maid Park clubhouse, uh, which before, as you know, in Kissimmee, they had a, a tiny clubhouse that was had two different uh, sections. Um, there are 10 TVs in this clubhouse. There are TVs everywhere, technologies everywhere. I mean, there are touch screens. The bullpens and the batting cages are wired for cameras um, so the Astros can, you know, take video instead of having to have someone stand there with a tripod. Uh, and the fields look great. I mean, there are, there are two main practice fields that uh, the grass just looks terrific. And uh, one of those has the dimensions of Minute Maid Park, which means the short ball and left field where the Crawford boxes is. And and there are four other, uh, there are four minor league fields that all kind of back up to each other, and there's a watchtower in between. So, you know, if there are four things going on, um, front office can get up there and kind of watch all four. And again, those are going to be cameras and all that stuff. I mean, it, it's really nice. They have a long way to go, but uh, it's really nice. I haven't seen the stadium yet. The stadium is still fenced off, still under construction. So uh, we got a couple weeks till we get in there, but. Um, the players all seem really thrilled with what the facility is and what, what it's going to become when they finally get it finished. Okay, so that's kind of what was my question was, that there was just all this talk about how it's not done yet and is it going to be ready to go? And, you know, I kind of uh, laughed at that because it's just not that hard to, to really build a spring training field. I mean, it's not like there's 42,000 seats going in or anything like that. So that, is that mainly where the rest of the construction is that is not completed yet? Is that like on the main field, the stadium? Well, yes and no. I mean, the stadium, the seats are all in, the field is ready, the outfield, the berm, the fence is all outfield fence, or their advertisements on the outfield fence, they're scaffolding all around, like the suite areas, the press box areas, um, a lot of the concession areas. That's the part that is all unfinished. So, um, you know, parts of it look like it's close, and then you look at all the scaffolding and uh, you're like, wow, it's not close. But as far as you walk in the Astros' front lobby, and today they were, as we talked, they were putting in a desk that, that hadn't been there. And then uh, there's a guy walking with a ladder, and, you know, fire alarms go off for testing, and, you know, they, they, the uh, the power gets shut off for 10 minutes while they do some tests. And uh, there's just always little things going on, guys with saws cutting marble and tables and, uh, there was, we were in the clubhouse today and someone had, you know, a worker came in with a giant ladder and was doing something on the ceiling. So it's just weird how the, 
the players and the construction workers just kind of mill around and, and do their own thing, and they don't seem to be getting in each other's way. So that's uh, that's a good thing. Okay. Well, moving on to actual baseball, uh, a little bit of news today. I, um, Evan Gaddis had a little anti-inflammatory injection into his right shoulder, which is a throwing shoulder. So I guess that's kind of a wait-and-see approach, maybe not too alarming at this point. Yeah, Evan didn't seem to be too alarmed by it. He just said the shoulder shoulder was sore, uh, shoulder was sore, and he had the <laughs> injection. Um, he did hit. He's going to hit again tomorrow. He thinks maybe in one or two days he'll, he'll start throwing again. And you know, you got to remember this is a really long spring training. You know, with the World Baseball Classic, this thing's a week longer than before. So you know, I think uh, I don't. Even though I don't think this is serious, I'm, I mean, I'm sure they're they're not going to put Evan back there until he feels 100. percent But uh, talking to Evan just briefly right after we we found out he had this injection, he he seemed to blow it off and didn't think it was that that serious and we all know he's a tough guy so uh, um, as of right now I don't think it would be any reason to be alarmed for the Astros and you talked to Dallas Keuchel today about um, and he had some interesting revelations just about maybe what his health status was a year ago as compared to today so what did you learn from him yeah Dallas uh, you know was, was pretty candid he said basically that he showed up at spring training last year, did not feel good. His shoulder didn't feel good, and that he felt that, uh, you know, the team needed him. He felt he needed to battle through it, and he, he tried to battle through it all year, pitched with his shoulder discomfort. And uh, what it was was um, ended up being some inflammation in his rotator cuff. Now, he finally told the Astros in August, and we all know he was shut down at the end of August, but he, he tried to battle through that. And he says if he had to do it all over again, he, he wouldn't. He would, he would tell them he didn't feel good, but he just – he knew that they were counting on him. He knew that uh, he needed to try to take that ball every fifth day and pitch through it. But, I mean, one of the storylines from last year was, wow, Keiko's velocity is down. Is he hurt? And, you know, we would ask if he's hurt, and he would say no. But, you know, his velocity was down maybe about a mile per hour on, on all his pitches, which, you know, is pretty significant, especially for a guy like Dallas who relies on his control and doesn't throw real hard. Um, you know, he needs every tick of velocity he can get. So, you know, it's comforting for the Astros to know that, you know, he's here now and he feels healthy. He's thrown five times in the bullpen. He says there's no problems. You know, he really hasn't cut it loose yet, so he's not sure about the velocity. But for those looking for reasons why Dallas Keiko wasn't Dallas Keiko last year, I mean, I, I think there it is. He pretty much hurt all year with that shoulder and just tried to uh, pitch through it. So that'll be interesting to see as, as we go along if uh, once Keiko gets in to games and late in spring training, if uh, he's the velocity's up, and he feels like he's back to where he needs to be. And, you know, it's interesting because he was a little grumpy last year uh, when he would read anything or hear anything about his velocity being down. Yeah. Um, and he was – and so, you know, it sort of piques your interest because you're like, okay, he's either getting a little bit out of shape about this sort of needlessly because he knows it too and he doesn't know what to do about it or because he's hurt. So I guess we have that answer now, but I always felt like it was because maybe he had just lost a step and uh, was mad at a reporter for pointing it out. But it seems that um, he was just maybe being a little extra sensitive because he was hiding an injury. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, he said today, if I had to do it over again, I, I wouldn't do it. And, you know, Dallas is a, a great guy, a great guy to deal with, a, a fun loving guy. And, uh, you know, dealing with him just a couple of days of spring training, even just the way he's acting seems like the Dallas of old. I mean, he, he seems relaxed. Uh, he seems like he's, he's having a good time. You can just tell he feels good. He was joking with reporters today. He said one of the reporters asked him, like, uh, so was it just rest that helped the shoulder? He's like, no, I went to Antarctica, and, uh, you know, I needed some cold, and I went swimming with polar bears. And one of the reporters was like, really? He's like, no, not really. So he's, he was joking around. He was back to the, back to the old Dallas. So hopefully – for Astros' sake, he's back to the old Dallas on the mound as well. 
Yeah, I always say that Dallas Keuchel is like the perfect major leaguer because he's like the super nice guy off the field, and then when he gets on the mound, he's um, he's not a very nice person, which is exactly what you want in a in a major league player. So that's good to see that he's uh, he's back to his old self. Um, so let's let's end this with one more topic. I'm going to pick the extended netting at Minute Maid Park. The Astros announced that they're going to extend that netting all the way from um, across the length of the dugouts and lower it for batting practice, which I think is a great idea. And uh, Reed Ryan had an interesting quote, I thought, and it makes perfect sense. It really only makes sense now because of the way that people are kind of attached to their smartphones. So they're not, I mean, you know, 10 years ago it was, you know, you have to pay attention to the game, and now it's like we can't make you just pay attention, like because people can't stop looking down at this phone no matter what we're doing. So it's almost like they have an obligation. Now they really can't justify not having that extended netting. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see it. I know that the reaction has been mixed on, on Twitter after I tweeted out the story. Some people were like, yay. Some people were like, this is terrible. But you're right. I mean, you know, the, 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 all these ballparks now have this super fast Wi-Fi, and, you know, you can download apps to, you know, Twitter, you know, how engaged fans are on Twitter. And, yeah, people, you know, like it or not, are looking down through phones a lot of times during games. And, um, you know, people get smoked. We've seen some a couple of scary instances at, at Fenway Park over the last couple of years. And, you know, every, every year at Minute Maid Park, there's one or two scary instances where someone's hit by a ball or, or a bat or so forth. But the net is going to be the length of the dugout. It's going to be 12 feet high. So that, that's pretty significant. Um, they are going to lower it uh, pregame. So fans that want to come down and get autographs and bug the players and all that, they're still going to be able to do that. And I, I think that's very important. But, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, I, sure, I sit in the press box and, uh, you know, I'm not – I don't pay the high money to sit behind the dugout, but I tell you what, if I'm I'm ever down there during a game and I'm sitting above the dugout and like, I'm I'm scared. I like I would mm-hmm. I would not want to sit right above the dugout with no net. I mean, people don't realize how quickly that ball gets on top of you. And I know if I had a, a seat down there, I'd, I'd feel pretty good about it now. And um, and the you know the bottom line, I mean, I've watched games through nets my whole life, just like you from the press box. We're always behind a net, and you don't even think about it. And I, I think that'll be the same. Uh, for the fans down there, now they can do it and watch their phones and, and get on Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I agree, and I never want to sit down there. If I go to say hello to somebody, I'm so paranoid. Like I oh, won't yeah. even stay if it's right behind there. Um, I remember last year when this was like a, kind of becoming a controversy. There were a lot of people that were getting smoked at spring training games, um, and and the excuse that just made me roll my eyes and wretch is that they're the they're going to lose business. The teams can't do that because people aren't going to renew their seats behind the, behind the dugouts, which is ridiculous because if those people don't renew their seats, I don't care what market you're in and how bad your team is or how good you can sell the, you'll sell those seats the next day. I mean, that was to me like an, an insult to my intelligence that I was actually hearing this as an excuse why they wouldn't put up that netting because they're worried that there's going to be empty seats behind the dugout, which does not happen. Um, and no. so I guess teams are wising up to that a little bit. Yeah, not at all. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's not going to take anything away from the game having having to look through a mesh net. Like I said, you'll you won't even think about it after a while. And uh, when a line drive comes screaming up and hits that net, um, I think they'll be pretty happy it's there. Yeah, the most expensive seats, by the way, in any ballpark are right behind the plate, and those are behind the net. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I'm a little like uh, leery of these uh, dramatic reactions to this. So anyway. Uh, not that I'm holding back anything. Tag, <laughs> I've taken up enough of your time. So thank you very much, and uh, I will see you in Florida soon. Okay, see you there. 
MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details.